Coming up this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about one word, one singular way of being this year that is going to determine whether 2021 is a year of massive growth and success for you or another year of treading water and just getting by going through the motions. And my guess is this will be an episode (laughs) that will trigger you because the word itself can be very triggering for people. I am talking about responsibility. What comes up for you when you even hear the word responsibility? Sometimes there's that heaviness. There's that feeling of fear uh, because we grew up in a home where, you know, we were told we had to be responsible. And usually to be responsible, it meant do all the things mom and dad said to do, even if it doesn't feel aligned with you. Uh, Responsibility for many people can conjure up all the external responsibilities that we have in our life to our employer, to our clients, to be a provider for our family, uh, to show up for the responsibilities at our community or in our church group. And if you're like many people, you probably have a really high success rate of meeting the external responsibilities in your life, even if it comes at your own expense. Because if you are not getting the results that you want in your career, your finances, your relationship, your levels of happiness and fulfillment, it's because you've forgotten about the other piece to that. It's sort of the yin to the yang of external responsibility. We're talking about personal responsibility. This week on episode 133 of Life Amplified, I'm going to put a big old mirror right up to your face. We are going to go within and ask, are you being 100% personally responsible for your thoughts, your emotional states, your actions, your inaction, and the consequences of all those decisions. This episode, so important, it could change your life. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Life Amplified. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you so you can live Life Amplified. I first found this quote from Brian Tracy back in 2012. And to give you some perspective and set the stage, uh, I was three months into my marriage that lasted a whopping six months. Uh, And this was the day I found the treasure trove of emails between my ex-wife and her side dude. And you can imagine that brought up all the feelings, all the anger, all the resentments. And uh, it really started a spiral downhill toward my rock bottom. And all that in hindsight was such a blessing because that rock bottom is the place from which I rebuilt my life into what I have today. But while I was in sort of the death spiral, so to speak, I was clinging on for any lifeboat, some sort of buoy to keep me above water. And I would read some of these personal development books or articles online. And I saw this quote from Brian Tracy, who says, you are fully responsible for everything you are everything you have, and everything you become. And like so many people on a personal development path, you know, I nodded my head. I was like, you know what? That is great advice. I am responsible for what is showing up in my life, but not this whole thing with the divorce. No, that that's about my ex. And, and then I went into the blame and rationalization. She lied to me. She betrayed me. And eventually where I had to get to, and by the way, 
When I was living in the place of blame and rationalization, what happened? I felt more powerless. I felt more hopeless. I felt more despair. And that's how you end up sitting in an island in your kitchen writing a suicide note on a random weeknight, right? It, which is where I ended up. But what was the difference between being at the rock-bottom suicidal point and 90 days later radically transforming my life, transforming my physical fitness, uh, really reinventing all of my relationships, reinventing my own relationship with myself? It was that I took personal responsibility. Because what I realized is all the things I was blaming my ex for back in the days, the lies, the betrayal, I had to look in the mirror and have the uncomfortable conversation to say, Dan, you did all those things to yourself. Because when I hopped in the Wayback Machine and went back four years to the beginning of the relationship, I realized there were so many things she was telling me about her life, her past relationship, her daughter's father, things that were happening at the beginning of our relationship that she would communicate to me. And none of it added up or made rational sense. And in my gut, I knew something was off. And at that point in my life, I also had terrible self-esteem. And there was the part of me that said, well, you know, if I let this go, if I walk away from this, nobody else would ever, ever love me. So what I do, I rationalized. I stayed in it. I lied to myself. I betrayed my intuition. And then I let that go for about four years until the interest came due on that. But once I was able to take personal responsibility for unconsciously creating the circumstances of my life up until that point, it was easy to realize I could take responsibility to begin consciously creating the results that I desired. And that's ultimately what we're talking about here in this conversation of personal responsibility. Are you living at cause in your life or are you living at the level of effect? Now, longtime listeners of the podcast, you've heard us talk about this notion. Uh, if you go back a couple years to the episode I did with Stephen Lovegrove, we got really into this. If you are newer to the podcast, let's define those terms. When we are living at cause, we believe that we are the cause of the results that we're getting in life. We are taking 100% personal responsibility for all the outcomes in every area of our life. If you are a person who is living at effect, you believe that you're at effect of other people's actions, that you are at the effect of what's going on on social media, that you're at the effect of what's happening in the economy or in the world. If you are a person who lives at effect, you are making current decisions in your life based on your current circumstances. The downside to that is whenever you're making choices about your future based on current circumstances, you're going to continue to perpetuate the same circumstances. This happens all the time in my coaching practice. And, you know, there are many people who come to me. They're like, Dan, I know that you are the coach who's going to help me break through. I just can't afford to make the investment in coaching right now. However, once I get this money thing figured out, I'm going to come back. I'm going to work with you. I've heard that I don't know how many times over the past five and a half years, do you want to know how many people have actually followed through and been the one to come back? I think it was like one person out of probably hundreds of times that I've heard that from people. Because as we've discussed on this podcast before, wealth is really just a mental thing. It is a mindset. You know, living in abundance is a mindset. And until you get the support to fix the mindset and you're waiting for the external number in your bank account to change... 
nothing's going to change because you haven't fixed the mindset that has created the lack of wealth in the first place. I had somebody that I knew at one point who was really going through uh, some tough situations in the family. Her husband had made some awful decisions investment-wise in his business, and she was in this place of complaining. And I remember her saying, you know, Dan, I am not focused on the effing problems. They just keep showing up in my life. I'm not even creating them. And while it's true that she is not responsible for her husband's business or the decisions that he made. She was 100% responsible for emptying out all the money she had saved in her life and using that to pay down the debt. She was 100% responsible for not having a conversation and setting expectations with him about what the ramifications would be in the marriage if he continued to make the bad decisions. She was 100% responsible for for the decision to stay in the marriage with somebody who might be putting the family at risk. But we don't see that, right? That would be taking responsibility in the moment. Most of us, and I've done this in my life too, we get into the rationalizations. So here are some telltale signs today to know that you are not taking personal responsibility for the results that you're getting in your life. First and foremost, if you're not taking personal responsibility, you are showing up with a victim mentality. And there are so many subtle ways that we do this. There have been times in my life where I'm like, I am not a victim. I study personal growth. And I had a coach one time who showed me all the subtle ways that I was doing it in my life. But basically, if you're in a victim mentality, you view yourself as being powerless. You say things like, why do all these bad things happen to me? Why do I always seem to get treated badly? Even with the case of the one friend that I told you about, uh, you know, when she says, I'm not creating these problems, why do they keep showing up? One of the easiest ways to take inventory on where you might be showing up with a victim consciousness in your life is to make a list or what are all the places in my life where I say there are things I have to do? Or that I should do. Many people say, well, Dan, I I have to keep going to work at the job that I hate. You really don't have to. You could quit. Now, that isn't always economically feasible for everybody. But at the very least, you could begin to work with a coach or a mentor to get clear on your purpose, to find a new plan for your life, to show up and take responsibility, to explore your other passions and interests, and look for the way in which you can serve and also earn an abundant living. But really, the most powerful question that you can use in your life to shift away from victim mentality is what is in my control right now and what can I do to make this situation better? So many people are stuck living from the outside in. That is their model of the world. They are so focused externally on the things that they can't control that it blocks them from taking responsibility for the things that they can control. One of the number one things you should be focusing on during any time of distress or upset is your emotional and mental state. That is absolutely within your control. When I look over the past five years of the clients of mine who've made the biggest progress the fastest 
versus the people who take the slower path, you know, the tortoise versus the hare, so to speak. The people who go the slower path and stay stuck uh, very much do not take responsibility for their emotional state. I've had people tell me, well, Dan, I can't go start this new side hustle. I can't start a new business. I can't I can't go write my book. I can't put myself out there because I don't know what the F I'm doing. And I don't feel prepared to actually do it. So they get in the place of fear. They get in the place of fear of judgment versus the clients who just go balls to the wall in the direction of their dreams. And they find a sense of excitement. And not knowing. And that is on them to make the internal shift, to genuinely look for the excitement in the uncertainty. Waiting until you feel ready to create a next level in your life, that's going to keep you stuck forever. You know, there are other people out there that just make a decision and sometimes it's strong and wrong. And making the wrong decision leads them to the thing that changes their life. You know, in 1968, there was a chemist named Dr. Spencer Silver who worked for the company 3M, and he was trying to create super strong adhesives that could be used to build planes in the aerospace industry. And he screwed it up. He failed. He ended up managing to create this incredibly weak, sort of pressure-sensitive adhesive. So couldn't put that on uh, any sort of spaceship (laughs) and send it into orbit. Oh, so terrible. What a screw-up this guy was. Or was he? Because he had a colleague who sang in a church choir who got frustrated with the way all of his page markers kept falling out of the hymn books, and he remembered his friend's mistake. So he called Dr. Silver and said, hey, what if we use this accidental adhesive on the back of pieces of paper so they could be stuck down and easily removed? And voila, that was the invention of post-it notes. (laughs) But it's only in managing your emotional state You know, getting out of fear and leaning into the excitement, leaning into the unknown that you're going to be able to create that next level in your career, your finances, even in your relationships. You know, how many people are stuck because they want to be 100% certain I'm not going to get hurt before I put myself out there. It's not the way life works. Number two sign that you are not taking personal responsibility for your life. You are blaming others. Why do we do that? Because it's super hard to accept our own flaws. A, to admit it, and B, to give ourselves the grace and acceptance for where we might have dropped the ball, where we didn't make the right decision. So next time you're in a situation where you're saying, oh my God, I'm not getting these results, it's all so-and-so's fault, it's a good opportunity to take a deep breath, regather yourself and say, yes, but what role did I play in this Gave you that example from my divorce early on, and it really set me free and, you know, it allowed me to take responsibility for the past, but also realize I can take responsibility to make new decisions, to plant new seeds that would create a bountiful new harvest in my life. Sign number three, that you're not taking personal responsibility in your life. You're a person who makes excuses. You know, how many times have you screwed something up? Maybe you didn't do the report or the accounting report right at work. And then you tell yourself, well, it was because I was so rushed. You know, there was bad traffic that day. Or, hey, uh, so-and-so gave me this other project that I had to deal with and I couldn't focus on the thing over here. You know, it's not easy to get out of making excuses. But you can stop and reflect and say, hey, what can I learn from this? What is one thing I could do differently next time that would help me change the result? 
And the fourth thing, by the way, there's a fourth sign that you're not taking personal responsibility for your life, and that's just being the person who's constantly complaining. Takes up so much energy. It's so exhausting to complain 24-7. And whenever we're in a space of complaining, it's basically just an external expression of all the first three signs I gave you. When we're complaining, what are we doing? You know, we're playing the victim, we're blaming others, we're making excuses, but we're just doing it out loud. How do you get around that? Well, you know, this is where journaling can be really powerful. Give yourself five minutes to go there and just have like the emotional vomit all over the page. Uh, Just let it all out. What you believe is wrong, what's not happening, why the universe is against you. But then once that five minute timer goes off, ask yourself, what is the next step that I can take that will change this? How can I move my life forward? So I've given you a few mindset shifts to deal with each of those specific issues, but here's some bonus steps that you could take that will help you take responsibility. And number one is just setting an intention to take responsibility for your thoughts, your feelings, your words, and your actions, right? Remembering that you are not your thoughts, you're just the thinker of your thoughts, And any time you find yourself getting into a negative thought pattern, you do have the power to choose where you're directing your focus. Big decision that I had to make when I was going through my divorce is decide, is my focus on why this is the end for me, why I'm never going to get over the shame or the embarrassment, or is this actually a new beginning and what could be born into my life? What would I like to be able to say about this experience in six months when I overcome it? And when I come back, bounce back even higher and better. You know, many times when we're not in a place of responsibility, we complain about the people who know how to push our buttons. But really, having responsibility means understanding that you are the button maker. That if your buttons are getting pushed, it's your responsibility to see what is being triggered within me and what do I need to heal so that these mother effers on the outside no longer have any control over my day. Another step to take responsibility for your life is the refusal to take anything personally. We tend to think that everybody's words, actions, their attitude, that it's all about us. Any sort of disagreement, well, that's just a personal attack and a reflection about how people feel about us. And really, it's resetting back to the truth that we have no control over other people's actions or how they respond. All we can control is our response to the response. You know, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about this concept a lot in the book, The Four Agreements, that every person is a white magician or a black magician. And there are people that will spew poison. The black magicians are the people that spew poison in your direction, but you do have a choice on whether you drink the poison or not. So it's a great place to set boundaries, to understand what is yours to hold and what is not yours to hold. And there will be people, by the way, just as much as it's easy for you to blame others for where you're at, there will be people who blame you for why they're stuck. And understanding, I'm not responsible for them. (laughs) So that's a great place just to disconnect and not take on that negative energy. Another step to help you take personal responsibility, live in the present moment, I know, cliche, kind of gross. You're like, ugh, we've heard this all before. But 
really understand there's only one moment, that your life is what's happening right now. And it doesn't matter uh, what bad investments you made in the past, whether it be your money or your time in a relationship, the bad decisions that you've made. It doesn't matter what you're afraid of in the future. In fact, your future is informed by the decisions that you're making right now. So even if you find your place yourself in a place of distress, it's understanding what is the one small action step that will move me forward in the direction of my dreams? What is one small step that will disconnect me from all the negative energy of the past, get me grounded in the present, and help me move forward? And finally, the last step to really help you take personal responsibility Something that you can do today is just look for the good in people. Every person is doing the best that they can from their level of awareness. And, you know, if you look for the intentions behind people's behavior, sometimes you'll understand where they're coming from. You can release yourself from judgment. If you do find yourself in a disagreement or a trigger, you can ask yourself, man, if I just looked at this person the way that God or the universe sees them, How would I respond differently? If I saw them as their highest self in this situation, how would I react differently? And again, that is personal responsibility for even the most trying times for you to show up with grace, with love, with kindness as your highest self. I hope this episode helps you this week. I hope it moves the meter and I would love to continue the conversation online and know what is one place in your life where you can take personal responsibility to create the change. You can screenshot this podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter, tag me at CSC Dan Mason. Be sure to share your aha moments and breakthroughs. Also, if this episode was impactful for you, don't forget to give us a follow on the iHeartRadio app, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, whichever platform that you listen on. And if you are an Apple user, those five-star ratings and reviews are always greatly appreciated. So if you could take a couple moments to share your thoughts and how this content is lifting you up during the time of lockdown, uh, it would mean the world to me. You can also go to my website. We do have so many options for you to have that one-on-one coaching support to accelerate the process this year, whether it be my Amplified Monthly Membership Group Coaching Program or whether that be one-on-one. You can apply to work with me now at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. I love you for listening. Thank you for being here. And don't forget, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.